Good morning, everyone. It's Monday morning, and that means it's time to talk with me, Jen Graziano. I am an attorney and licensed funeral director who oversees my family's funeral homes, Cox and Graziano of both American Greenwich, the Zion Memorial Chapel of Westchester, and now the Fred D. Knapp Funeral Home of Greenwich. Every week I come to you discussing important topics and sensitive matters that all of us need to pause and reflect upon at some point. And through this show, we hope to provide a platform to do so. So a bit of a new space, everyone. Um, you know, change is never an easy thing. It's bittersweet, it's wonderful to continue, but WVOX certainly has a place embedded in my heart and it forever will. We had eight beautiful years on the show. And through that show, we've raised awareness to many, many challenging conversations and we've helped pave the way to have those conversations and to really get people thinking about things that they might not otherwise have had. So therefore, the show must go on. In order to continue watching, we'll invite everyone to go to our website, timetotalkwithjen.com, sign up for the show. We're a podcast now. You can listen to us wherever you hear your favorite podcast. And of course, we stream on Facebook Live and YouTube every Monday. Those of you watching on Facebook this morning, we will take your questions and comments, join in the conversation, and on with the show. It's taken me a minute to adjust to my new uh, my new soundtrack, the new music. <laughs> but anyway, I am joined this morning by the director of the Pediatric Cancer Foundation, Nancy Jocelyn. Um, I'm happy to have you on this maiden voyage of our new format and delighted to have you on to talk about a really, this, this is a tough subject today, but I think it's a very important subject to raise awareness to. We really want to garner the support of as many people as we can in this endeavor. And we'll also be bringing on um, someone very near and dear to my heart. Uh, I, I would say she's a friend, but she's really more of my family. So we're going to talk about the direct impact that your organization has had on her. But Nancy, welcome. I'll begin with you. Yes, I'm so pleased to be here today. Thank you so much for having me. Nancy, 27 years is a long time to be with an organization. So I can only imagine um, how dear the Pediatric Cancer Foundation, PCF, is to you. Can you tell our listeners and viewers a bit about your background and how you came to PCF? Well, I, I believe in a higher power, and I've always had jobs uh, based on that. And I had had my third child. Um, act actually, I'm so sorry. I've had my second child. It was Arielle. And I had her in one of those sling things. And I realized there was something missing from my life. And what was missing was that I, I wasn't working, and I've always been working. So... I said, you know, I don't really have time to look for a job, but I want to do something meaningful, impactful, and I need to work from home because I have two kids. So I said, you know what, I'm just going to put this in God's hands. And I took my daughter, Danielle, my older daughter, to dance class, and somebody knocked on my window and they said, you know, they don't know me very well, but they know that whatever I do, I do it 150%. So they recommended me for a job. And I said, really? <laughs> what? Wow. And so they said they recommended me to manage a walkathon for Pediatric Cancer Foundation. And I said, okay. And the truth is, I didn't even know what a walkathon was. This was 27 <laughs> years ago. It wasn't in the dictionary. And I went through these different interviews with people just so happened that didn't also know what a walkathon was. But because they recommended me, I got the job. 
So I went in with a tremendous amount of humility because I honestly didn't know what a walkathon was, but I felt that I was being directed by a higher power. So I just embraced it. And that year we went from $12,000 the previous year to $100,000. And they said, you know, we'd like you to stay. And I said, I'll stay. I said, whatever title you want to give me is fine. And they uh, named me the director of the foundation. Well, it's, it's very serendipitous. And I too believe in a higher power that brings the right people to the right places and puts the right people together. So we have you on because September is Pediatric Cancer Awareness Month. Uh, specifically, I did not know September 14th was named Pediatric Cancer Foundation Day in Westchester County. Um, and the county center was in lights. Um, as well as the, the, the former Tappan Zee Bridge. I was in the gold is your color, correct? Correct. And we were so, so happy to see the bridge lit up on September 14th in our signature color gold. So for those who don't know, just joining us, the Pediatric Cancer Foundation is a nonprofit charitable organization dedicated to eradicating childhood cancer by raising funds for groundbreaking research and early phase clinical trials conducted by world-renowned doctors at the hospitals that they support. So this has got to be a labor of love, Nancy, because this is a hard and heavy subject. Can you talk a bit about during your tenure what advancements that you have seen and the direct nexus between funds that you have raised and advancements that have taken place? Well, when I first started with Pediatric Cancer Foundation, we were just funding one hospital. And today we're very pleased to announce that we're funding 10 hospitals. Are they local hospitals, Nancy? We support mm -hmm. hospitals across the country, but the the wonderful thing is that all of these doctors now, because of technology and because of Zoom and everything else, they are able to present internationally and have impacts with all the hospitals in the country and in the world. So, Nancy, um, let's talk a bit about what has changed for this organization in recent years. How has the fundraising efforts changed, if at all? Have you grown larger? What are other ways that you're garnering support? Are you just finding that more people are coming to you who are directly impacted by various forms of the disease? Well, we have an email distribution list and we have a website, which is www.pcfcares.org. And people find out about us and I am you know, I have my cell phone on 24 seven and people connect with me and we are making new friends and followers every day. I think, uh, and we're going to bring someone in now who's going to attest to that, but I think one of the greatest things that you do is to foster this sense of community by people whose lives are so impacted. Um, you are right, Nancy. It's very hard to imagine, especially being a mom, but one in 285 children in the United States will be diagnosed with cancer by their 20th birthday. I'd like to talk about that a little more and, and what um, research has indicated and, and what you can, how you can speak to that. But I'd like to bring in now somebody who has been directly impacted by pediatric cancer. Uh, she's in her second go round right now, fighting harder than ever with the most amazing mother supporting her and family. Um, like I said, I'm going to call her part of my family, not just my friend, but Gigi, are you on the line? Oh, there you are. Hi, Gigi. Hi. <laughs> Good morning. Good morning. Um, 
Gigi, introduce yourself to everybody. Hi, my name is Gigi Ambrosio. I'm 17 years old, and I'm currently in my second fight with Ewing sarcoma, a rare form of bone cancer that affects the soft tissue. And Nancy, full disclosure, Gigi is how I got to know who you were um, because she speaks so highly of the work that is done and the support that both she and her mom feel from the organization. Gigi, you're an ambassador for PCF. Is that true? Yes. And you're kind of like a familiar face. You're featured at, you were just at the opening of the wall hours in Mamaronek, um, which we want to plug support for those who are supporting this organization. So Wall Hours, a paint store, recently opened on Mamaronek Avenue, right in the village of Mamaronek off 95. A little plug for them this morning as well. But Gigi, um, talk a bit about your journey and how you were, how you met up with PCF and Nancy. So I want to say I joined PCF about I want to say it was maybe six months ago. And I met Nancy through a mutual friend um, because she knew that I wanted to get involved somehow because raising awareness for pediatric cancer is very close to my heart. But at this time, I, I hadn't relapsed yet, but I, but I still wanted to do something because I had already done an ambassadorship for Stop and Shop's Cure Childhood Cancer campaign. And I wanted to do more. I wanted to get involved more. So a mutual friend of me and Nancy's put me in contact with Nancy. And we had a wonderful phone call that same night. And then, like, just from there, I joined their junior committee. And I've gone to um, their bake sales at the Westchester Mall. We did a home run derby and adult softball game. And then the the wall hour opening. And at each event, I had the privilege of speaking about my own journey. And it's really special to me because I think when people are hearing about an organization like this, I think it, it speaks louder when you hear it from like an actual child going through it. And I feel like it, it makes it makes more of an impact on them. Absolutely. You put a face to it and, yeah. and it's, and it's real. Um, Nancy, talk a bit about uh, developments in the fight against pediatric cancer, what you've witnessed firsthand through your position as the director of the organization. Where are we now in this fight? Well, um, <clears throat> we've played, Pediatric Cancer Foundation has played a critical role in moving survival rates from 58% in 1970, that's when we were founded, to 80% today. So that's very impressive. <laughs> I, I would say. And Gigi, tell us some specific ways. I know there's been great events that you listed, but what are some specific ways that PCF has supported you during this time? So one thing I love to mention, and I've said it at every event I've spoken for for them, is when I relapse, I have the same exact cancer I had when I was 13 years old. And between the end of that treatment and now, that was a three-year time period, uh, just just short of three years. But that's that's not a long time at all. No. no. Because of funds raised through organizations, especially PCF, I don't know any other organization that does it like like we do over at PCF. Just within those 
that less than three year period time period, my chemo regimen is completely different than the first time. The first time around, I was so ill. I, I did not go to school. I didn't go to school. I was so ill. My friends only saw me either inpatient at the hospital or at my house. I was sick all the time. I couldn't see people. I was neutropenic. And I just, I didn't feel like I was living. Like I felt, you know, then I finished chemo. So now this time around, oh, and to mention those chemo infusions the first time would be between anywhere between six to eight hours long. Wow. Well, that's a very long day. And that's just the chemo infusion. That's not even including the pre-meds, the hydration. So it would be a very long, exhausting day. And it was a lot. It was, it was a lot. But this time, this time, I'm, I, I, again, I'm diagnosed with the same exact cancer. Literally, I want to say it's the tumor is inches below the first site. My chemo regimen this time has changed so much that I only go in for my infusions for two hours. I sit there for two hours. Now, eight hours and two hours, that is a big difference. Not only is my, my infusion itself shorter, I'm only on two drugs this time. Last time I was getting so many and I feel great. I can actually, I feel like I can function as a human being and also balance my, my, my health. I'm going to school. I hang out with my friends as much as possible. I go out with my friends and my family. And honestly, like I, I really do feel like a human being this time and I don't feel the the burden of it like I don't feel like cancer is all I am anymore when before it that's it took over my entire life that that's what I thought I don't like I thought I was only cancer I thought that's what only people saw when they saw me but now I feel like I can be my own person and this is just something on the side that I'm going through and that is because of these funds going to research that they have helped my case my regiment in just Nancy, under three years. Nancy, I don't know what more anybody would ever need to hear other than what Gigi just said in order to donate or take part. I mean, that is the most detailed, specific example. People always wonder where do their dollars go? Do they make a difference? And I don't think anybody could have said that better than Gigi. So I understand why she's your ambassador. And I can also attest to the fact that you do have a great social life now. So, you know, <laughs> so what she said is very true. Um, a great, you know, you're in your senior year, correct? Yep. So Nancy, we are in a month where we need to continue. First of all, I mean, this is an ongoing, it doesn't, you know, Gigi's battle doesn't end at the end of the month. I mean, this is ongoing. Um, the support that is needed, you can only imagine for not just the patients, but their families, it's it's ongoing, ever needed support. What can be done, Nancy? What are you looking for from the community? Um, aside from the recognition of, okay, hey, we're here, what can be done and how can we get involved? Well, we really would love to have more subscribers and friends to Pediatric Cancer Foundation and people join us at our upcoming fundraiser, actually, which we're going to be having at Modern Barn on November 16th, which is in Armonk, New York. And you can find out more about that on our website, which is www.pcfcares.org. 
Um, but I want to say that I am um, also a, a cancer survivor, an adult cancer survivor, and I saw firsthand what it did to my family. It turned everybody upside down. Um, but when I was asked to be a spokesperson, I declined it because I said, you know, I'm involved with Pediatric Cancer Foundation, and I see what it does to kids and their families. So I respectfully declined because we still don't get the, the federal and pharmaceutical funding that we need. And so I, you know, we, we really need everyone's support. And there can be, being, of course, we'd love adults to come to our fundraisers, but we have a, we have a junior committee and uh, which is high schools across the country, which we have ambassadors or kids coming and having events. And then we also have a Manhattan chapter of, of uh, young professionals that get involved with our charity. And we even have a, a Brooklyn chapter, which is doing uh, an event on November 4th, a comedy night. Um, but anybody can call me at any time and I would love to speak with them about fundraising efforts that they would like to participate in. Uh, my telephone number, my cell is 914-282-8072. And I would love to chat with anybody who would like to get involved with our charity. So Nancy, and I don't know, Gigi, if you can weigh in on this, but you know, you, you talked a little bit about before in the notes that you sent over to me, how technology has improved for the screening of cancer. Um, is this technology that's allowing for earlier detection? Um, are there any common threads that, that come forward uh, early on with the pediatric cancer diagnosis or, or things that should suggest to a parent it's time for a screen, screening? Talk a bit about the technology and if there's any common threads in the early part of the diagnosis for pediatric cancer. Well, I mean, as, as, I said to you in my notes that um, that of course you know pediatric cancer is a life-threatening disease, and that the incidence of childhood cancer is on the increase, and that is because um, since the mid 1970s, where there's an increase of 24 percent over the last 40 years in terms of um, you know being able to discover pediatric cancer, and that you know it's scary, but it's a good thing because. That way, it can be treated rather than it having uh, grow in, in, in a child. Absolutely. And Gigi, I don't know how comfortable you are to share with your journey and your early diagnosis, but um, you know, it's, it's a life-changing, it's a life-changing conversation that you have with the doctor, but you're living proof that you can stay the course of treatment and, and you can survive and thrive and you're doing wonderfully, thank God. But can you talk a little bit about your early detection process? So the first time I was diagnosed, I was playing a softball game. So this was back when I was in eighth grade. I was 13 years old. I was playing a softball game and I am I was catcher. So I was catching the entire game, every single game. And after this one particular game, I came home and I had the worst pain in both of my knees, but, you know, we just assumed like I'm squatting, catching at a softball game for hours and it's just sore, you know? So I would ice, whatever. Then about five, I would want to say maybe five months later, um, the pain in my right knee went away. However, the left never went away. But when we really got concerned, 
was when I couldn't bend or straighten my left leg. So then that's when I went to an orthopedic surgeon. And when they took my first x-ray, they knew right away. They were like, this, this is a sarcoma. So then they, they gave me an MRI and it, it, it all happened so quickly. It happened, I want to say, within the span of like four days. Four days. Wow. Maybe even three. But still, that 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 was a very short time frame that I went, I got an x-ray, they knew exactly what it was. And then a day later, I was at Memorial Sloan Kettering meeting my oncologist, Dr. Myers. So, and then they had they could they already knew that it was um a sarcoma. They they didn't know if it was Ewing sarcoma or osteo, but they had they they were leaning more towards Ewing's and they could tell through that by by scans and everything and then within a few days I had a biopsy they knew right away when I woke up from surgery they knew right away what it was so it, it really it really happens fast the technology is amazing at at catching it quickly I mean life changes on a dime for sure um but again firsthand account of how this research you know where the money is going to effective research that's really leading towards treatment and, and cures um Nancy, what are the 10 hospitals that are currently funded in part by PCF? Uh, well, we just added two, which are um, Johns Hopkins and Children's Hospital of, um, of Philadelphia. But um, our first one is New York Presbyterian Morgan Stanley Children's Hospital, okay. University Medical Center, Memorial Sloan Kettering Cancer Center, Stephen D. Hasenfeld Children's Center for Cancer and Blood Disorders at NYU Langone Medical Center, Feinstein Institute of Medical Research, Cone Children's Medical Center of New York, Northwell Health, Maria Freire Children's Hospital at Westchester Medical Center, Comer Children's Hospital, the University of Chicago Medicine and Biological Services, the Teich Cancer Center, ICANN School of Medicine at Mount Sinai, Mount Sinai Health Systems, the Ohio State University College of Medicine, the Research Institute at Nationwide Children's Hospital. And just this past year, we've added Children's Hospital of Philadelphia and Johns Hopkins University. Wow, that, that, is, that is impressive for sure. So Gigi, aside from, you know, Pediatric Cancer Foundation, you know, where the, what they've raised and how that's helped. The camaraderie, the support system, talk a bit about the junior board and how that's helped you. I mean, I assume that when you're surrounded by people fighting the same battle, it, it's one thing to share your story and people empathize and sympathize, but those going through it know it at a more intimate level. Talk a bit about your experience on the junior board and what that has done for you. Um, so we meet as, as a junior committee once a month and I gotta say it, it's, it's like, it's refreshing seeing people my age around my age, like that some live near me, some don't that have the same, like they just, they, they have the same, they care for the same thing. They, they want, they all, I know all these kids, they want to be doing this. They want to be raising awareness. And it makes me feel good as a one-time survivor when I met them all. And then I recently, our past meeting was, I shared my story and I shared 
that I was going through it again. And it, I just, I get amazing support from them. I met, I've met many of them at our events and I just, it, it really feels good when you see other kids, your own age, fighting for something that you're going through, raising awareness for what you're going through, you know, and it's, it's also like, these, these are, these are teenagers. It's not like all adults running it. These are teenagers that will also hold their own events. They will come up with their own ideas and they will say, Hey, Nancy, I want to do this. And we get it running. And it, it's, I'm so happy. I'm a part of the junior committee. Well, you're a wonderful spokesperson for the committee. Nancy, what can, what can we do in the immediacy? What can be done? Is there something, uh, uh, another uh, something to commemorate the month in September, anything we can be on the lookout for, uh, how do we donate? We want to really do a call to action right now and getting people involved in this fight because it is a fight and it's a fight that no one should ever have to, a battle no one should ever have to wage. But nonetheless, what can we do? Well, you can go to our website, which is www.pcfcares.org and look to see if there's any fundraiser that you'd like to get involved with. In addition, I mean, again, if you're an adult, we would love so much to have you come to our Cocktails for a Cure event on November 16th in Armonk, New York. Um, you can call me. We can brainstorm. I love more than anything. I love to chat. You can ask anybody. Yeah. <laughs> um, you are, and you're very friendly and very passionate about what you do. So you're very easy to yeah. talk to. Thank you. I mean, it's really it's in my DNA. I mean, my idea of a of the perfect vacation is to go anywhere, but always have my cell phone with me and my work computer with me, so that I can you know be in contact with everybody because there's nothing you know more important than helping children with cancer. And I just, you know, and I love the impact that, you know, working with families and meeting the people that I meet. I mean, it's very, it's just, um, it's in my DNA and it gives me a reason to wake up every day is to, is to help these kids and help these families. I just, um, you know, I'm, I, I'm just so moved by Gigi. And at our last event, I said to her, I just like, I looked at her and I said, oh my God, you are like the most perfect person I've ever met. <laughs> I said, I've never met anybody like you. you that's, know, that's very true. So, um, and I really meant it. And she knew that. And I, you know, and I said, even said, I wish my kids were like you. I mean, <laughs> my kid, and then I said, my kids are great. But, you know, it's, it's Gigi is, is, the best ambassador we could possibly have. And um, and I just would love for anybody to call me and to brainstorm ideas, to get involved with our upcoming fundraiser again at Modern Barn, November 16th. We we were trying to, trying to get a full house. We love sponsors. Um, and again, just anything you can do, just your imagination, just call me and we can chat and conquer the world. Gigi, as our time is coming to a close, any final thoughts? What do you, what's the real message that you want to drive home today? Um, I would say, I, I would say that when you're donating to PCF, it's, it's not one of those organizations where you donate and you 
you don't know where that money is actually going. Because, you know, that it could go anywhere. But PCF, you, it is an amazing cause run by amazing people. And, and I, I tell Nancy, I told her this at our last event. I told her so many times she's the most perfect person to be doing this. And I just, I just want them to know that, to see that I'm living proof of what PCF does for actual children and that they actually do help a lot. It's a wonderful message you do because people do question sometimes, where is this going? But you speak so beautifully to your personal journey and you show that, you know, money goes to its intended purpose. And I think that's important nowadays with so many organizations out there, uh, money not going to the intended cause, but we don't have that here. Gigi, I thank you for being brave enough to share your story today. And not just today, you continue to raise awareness to the cause and you really have an ability to connect with people and put a real face to it. Um, all of our prayers are with you as you wage this battle and continue to fight and better days are ahead of you. I know that. And Nancy, I thank you. First of all, for the work that you do, there is a special place for you. Um, to, to do this type of work is certainly a labor of love. It's heavy for sure. So I thank you both for sharing your personal stories and raising awareness. Once again, folks, www.pcfcares.org. We encourage you to go there today following the show. There's always ways to get involved. And I thank you both. Thank you so much for having us today. And we'll thank have you, you back. You're welcome. We'll have you back again. And this was Jen Graziano thanking you all for taking the time to listen as once again, we took the time to talk. Have a great day, everyone. Sign up on our website, time to talk with Jen.com and keep watching the show. Bye-bye.